Before we even start Cheap Heat this week, big shout out going out to our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, you must support our people, NetSuite. Yes, introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Maybe you've outgrown QuickBooks. You know, maybe you're having issues with your spreadsheets. This is all too complicated. Our legacy systems costing you time and money? Fix it. With NetSuite, you can save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finances, uh, accounting, orders, HR, all right from your desk or even your phone. That's how they're doing it with NetSuite. So if you want to check out NetSuite, make sure you do so immediately. Trust me, I know it's hard to run your own business. And if you're not able to get the uh, simple management stuff done, you're not able to get the work done. NetSuite fixes all of it. So if you want to fix up your whole business situation, make it all clean, do it right now, okay? Go get NetSuite's guide to crushing the five barriers to growth when you go to netsuite.com slash cheap heat okay you can download that for free so go learn everything you need to do and change your business to make it all more organized easier more efficient that's netsuite.com slash cheap heat netsuite.com slash cheap heat yes sir we promised you a great man Oh, wow, SGG. Um, first of all, everyone, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast in the world, Cheap Heat. It is I, the mage one, Peter Rosenberg. The podfather. Joined by, oh, thank you. Thank you, Greg. The podfather, that's right. Fathered by, what was the new um, great no stat line someone had? Oh, Tony Statless. <laughs> <laughs> Joined by Tony Statless himself, a.k.a. Stat Guy Greg. On this final week of summer, uh, I am at Bethany Beach, Delaware. Greg, you're not too far away in the city of Brotherly Shove. Is that right? That is right. I am still in the city of Brotherly Love right now. So you're actually pr- really close, though, I think. Yeah, it's, it's not too far. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, lot. You see some Eagles and Phillies bumper stickers around here. That's for sure in Bethany Beach, Delaware. And uh, I am in a house full of people. My both my my lovely wife is here, of course. Uh, maybe she'll make an appearance on the podcast if we're lucky. Um, my uh, my brother, my sister in law, their twins, and my parents, all in the house right now. Um, and we're about to go have one of our last nights on vacations Thursday night as I'm recording this. Maybe you're hearing this on Friday. Maybe you're hearing it on Saturday as you're getting ready to watch All In. Or go check out the Starcast. I am. I was supposed to be talking to Conrad Thompson. He's already busy at Starcast as we speak. But I'm going to try to get him on the phone so we can tell you if you're planning on going to Chicago this weekend. Some of the activities that are going on. Um, but make sure you look up all of that stuff and get the full experience. Shout out to Cody Rhodes and everyone involved in All In this weekend. Um, but yeah, SGG, it's this final cheap heat of the summer don't know how much we're going to get to do today but we had to do something because greg i'm gonna tell you what i don't know about your thoughts i thought it was a pretty damn good week of uh wwe television i agree um i i definitely agree but before we before we jump into that though you know we can't can't completely disrespect the outside of the ring stuff um 
No, no, I never would. I yes, never would no, disrespect no. that. We can't. We can't do that, especially considering um, this was the week that we found out. And I have to thank uh, Twitter user at the Dion Reed for bringing this to our attention that British GQ recognized Cheap Heat among the 15 best podcasts to listen to in 2018. You know what? That's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up, SGG. That was a very nice distinction that I was, uh, you know, I, I was pleased to read that. It was actually a really nice little uh, write-up they did about Cheap Heat. It was, and deservedly so. I think uh, the new, new era deserves the recognition that they gave us, uh, not just from British GQ and our friends across the pond, but uh, all over the world. Well, that's right, because let's be honest, the Cheap Heat universe does include people from all over the globe, SGG. So it is only right. Um no, that was cool though. I, I I appreciated whoever did. Was there a name associated with the actual uh, piece, or they didn't? They didn't no, say it just said um, GQ, like it was uh, put out as a staff. Which um, to the person who I assume uh, had to like go to a meeting and nominate us and go to bat for us and defend us like that to get us uh, honored, I salute you as well. Um, they wrote some nice stuff that really did sort of uh, get to the core of what the podcast is. And so I thought that was really nice. I, that did that did make me us uh, happy. Greg, also, by the way, speaking of just cheap heat business while we're putting ourselves over, um, I understand we're down to maybe the final 50 T-shirts, something like that. Ooh. So That's what I like to hear, though. That's what I like to hear, honestly. No, no, it's true. We, we we want them to be gone, but at the same time, don't play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. This one right here, I truly think is going to be the shirt that people are going to say, oh, when are you going to make new, when are you going to make the new enjoy yourself shirts? You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> We're <Or> not. not. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to have to wait and get them from, from Ted, aka wrestling for sale one day for $150. So, um, do not play yourself. That's the thing that makes the shirts different that we do for the cheap heat universe. Um, we, we make them special and limited. Usually, you know, one, two shirts a year. Yeah, we haven't ever done been. a re-release either. So, I mean, that question is one that people probably should just, they shouldn't ask anymore. They know how we do. Like, no, it's, li- this is what it is. I actually am proud. I will tell you that I am proud that when we first had the idea to do shirts, I was already really getting into my, um, into my shirt collecting. And I thought, how can we do shirts in a way where they're actually like meaningful? And, you know, listen, I'm not saying our shirts have some sort of great value or anything like that um, on the market, but I will tell you, I think for people who are actually fans, the shirts actually have maintained like a little, you know, something cool. So I'm proud of that. SGG, anything else outside the room besides putting ourselves over? Um, well, you touched on All In this weekend, and uh, the PWI 500 came out this past week, and Kenny Omega is this year's number one wrestler in the world, um, according to the PWI 500. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Does he deserve it? Is there somebody else that you'd like to? Well, can, can you give me the can you give me the top few? Do you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I have the top ten right here. So I'll go from yeah. 10, 10 to one. Um, number ten, The Miz. Number nine, okay. Tetsuya Naito of uh, New Japan. Okay. 
Number eight, Cody Rhodes. Number seven, Roman Reigns. Number six, Braun Strowman. Number five, Seth Rollins. Number four, Brock Lesnar. Number three, uh, who was last year's number one, Kazuchika Okada. Number two, AJ Styles. And of course, this year's number one, Kenny Omega. I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a decent list. I'm a little surprised Brock is so high. And, um, I'll, I'll point out as well that, uh, the, the dates for eligibility are from July, um, 31st, 2017 to June 30th, 2018. So it's just, so, you know, it's not like January 1st to whatever. It's that window. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. What what issues do you take with it? Do you have any? Um, I feel like AJ was the best wrestler within those dates. Um, you know, he won that WWE Championship again. Um, he had that great match with Finn Balor. Then he had another great match uh, with Brock Lesnar. That champion versus champion match. He probably he's probably the reason Brock Lesnar got bumped up to four. Honestly, if we're being being real about that because that's not a guy that we saw a lot of um during that time frame um so yeah i I feel like aj should have gone up a couple of notches even with his feud with nakamura they managed to have some decent battles if you take away that wrestlemania one you know that um that last man standing was pretty good and some of the matches going into it I th- I think that the truth is, if the AJ Nakamura story was was a little better, I could have seen AJ getting number one. I think ultimately, a lot of people, considering how dream match it was, AJ Styles and Nakamura, and what a dream that story was for so many people. I, Greg, I think I disappointed people, and I think that's probably what prevents him from getting number one. But let's be honest: has Omega was already already number one or no? No, he. I think this is his first uh, his first time. Um Number one, because last year he well, was he, he wasn't number one, but his uh the the guy he won the title from Okada was number one in part due to his feud with Omega. And Okada was where three. Okada was three. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's it's it feels like about time that Kenny Omega would be number one, considering. He is the name that everybody says all the time when they mention an international wrestling superstar. Um, no, I'm not mad at that list. I'm not mad. I mean, listen, uh, we could get into nitty gritty and kind of debate details, but there, frankly, there was too much mage television to talk about this week for me to, uh, nerd out that hard. Cause I, I think, is there any, do you have anything else outside the ring or no? Uh, no, that was it. That was all I had. Yeah, I just thought that this week really stood out as being you know, first of all, lo- oh, last thing, Greg, I guess it's inside slash outside, is that WWE did announce that SummerSlam weekend will be in Toronto next year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, very excited about that. Yeah, that is very, very cool news. It was something that I actually surprised me. And, like, it shouldn't be surprising, I guess, when you think about what a market Toronto is. But what a great choice. Isn't that yeah. awesome? I just thought it was awesome. I popped I- for it big. Same, same. I, I didn't see it coming either. I could have sworn they were going to go back to the West Coast. Um, but no, nah, Toronto is going to be mage. And especially that time, 
of year in Toronto. Um, I know Canada gets a lot of, you know, people assume that it's cold and frigid and like just not a fun place to be. But summertime in the six is not bad. And then we got Carabana the week before um, OVO Fest. So like that would be that's going to be a cool 10 days or whatever to be in um, in Toronto. I just saw a mage email that we got here, Greg. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Dean wrote and said, please take a full vacation. Your real fans have a life and want you to do the same. Stay mage. <laughs> and yet, and yet <laughs> here you, we Dean. are. Tr- yes, yet, yet here we are, Dean, trying to squeeze in an episode. Well, I'm also sort of obligated because we went like four months with no advertisements. We finally have advertisements back on the show. I felt like we need to at least deliver an episode. Um, but, yeah, so that was the first bit of big news. And, of course, Raw and SmackDown were in Toronto this week. Both look completely packed, right? Yeah. Well, as far as I can tell from my TV screen, I wasn't there. So, SmackDown, to me, looked popping, too. And first thing I really enjoyed about Raw on Monday that stood out to me was it was so simple. You could even argue it was obvious. But that was a nice way to use Trish Stratus, I thought. Like, yeah. it was basic, super basic. But I'll tell you what, guess what? Call me, you know, a, 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 a dummy, and I'm sure many of you felt the same way. I actually was surprised when her music hit. Same. I, I was going to say, when you said, you know, you could call it super obvious, I don't think you can. I was very shocked that... um that her music hit in that moment. And um, I guess in hindsight it makes sense. Because Elias is always getting interrupted by somebody that pops the crowd huge. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be Trish. And I didn't see and, them going back and forth on the mic like that. And it just goes to show, in my opinion, one of the things that has they've gotten away from that everyone knows I complain about is a surprise. You know, and I, I, as you know, we're super committed to the surprise. I'm sure I, I could have sold a few more tickets had I announced Jeff Hardy or Paul Heyman officially for Cheap Heat Live. But I love the surprise, <laughs> right? And, and 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 that's just a small thing, whatever. That's just for Cheap Heat Live. But that's just a a testament to how much I think it's a, a critical. I don't think I don't think the surprise is like kind of a part of wrestling. I think it's integral. I think we watch it for the surprise. I think when you go all the way back, SGG, um, you could go back and watch, I think it was um, Backland coming out and bringing out Hulk Hogan in 1983. You know, like, that is always, and going way back further than that, that the surprise is everything. Uh, fast forward again is the exact, I didn't realize at the time, it was an exact homage to the same thing. To when Elizabeth goes back and gets Hogan, remember to save Savage? Oh yeah, Saturday night's main event. That's some of the, those are some of the biggest pops. You go, oh my god, Miss Elizabeth and Hulk Hogan, I never would have pictured that. What's happening? Like, that's, then of course you want to fast forward to Steve Austin. It seems like his entire career was about the surprise of the breaking glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the surprise of the Undertaker gong when you're not expecting it. That is all so important. So to me, Hearing the little little Kim, <laughs> that that is the indicator of Tristratus's music. Though, by the way, they have to tighten the gap between the little Kim laugh and when the music kicks in. There was like a two second gap, very small. That but I'm if, a music nerd. If they didn't do it before, it's not happening. I hate to break that one to you. 
you know what, SGG? If you're it didn't happen, right. it's not happening. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, but yeah, I love that. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, because we're not going to be able to spend every minute on every segment this week, and I want to make sure we do something on it, I'll just jump right to it. And for the same reason, that's why SmackDown was amazing with Booker T. Or should I say, King. all hail King Booker. <laughs> that was mage. That Incredible. was an actual surprise. Incredible. And you could just tell they were having fun because they they decided to do it. And not only did they do it, but, like, there was no need to bring back King Booker there. No, it, it was perfect. And um, and once he showed up, it was like I needed to see all the bits. I needed to see him say five time, five time, five time, five time. I needed to hear the uh, the English accent, the terrible English accent, by the way. And then I needed to hear him break that accent when something happens. Like, and they did it all. And I was surprised that we got the spin of Rooney too, because um, you know, last I heard, that was retired. I believe well, it's it was not always easy. Of, it was on an episode of Cheap Heat that he said he was retiring the Spinner Rooney. So, like, to see him come back and hit the Spinner Rooney was a pleasant surprise. It, and, and again, it was just random and fun. I mean, A, Toronto has great energy to start out with. So, you got to reward them, man. If you have a great, hot crowd and you just hit them with one surprise each night, you're out of here. That's it. And both of those surprises, might I add, I have to imagine weren't that hard to pull off you know trish is in toronto um booker does a lot of work with the company still but he's not getting overworked right now so i'm sure he's down to take the trip to come do a be a part of a good bit so like neither required that much it's not like you know it wasn't busting out something insane and then you know listen does it help do they pop any sort of rating in this day and age to bring back um, HBK? I don't know. But for that reason, I find wouldn't out advertise it. I would have made that a surprise too, though. Especially because HBK's music hitting is so mage. One of the one of the most mage theme songs. Greg, even you as an HBK detractor have to admit one of the most mage theme songs of all time. It's definitely up there as, you know, the most recognizable. You get your toe tap into it. I don't know that it's one of wow. my favorites. Second time, second time I've heard toe tap in this week because I believe Trish said that Elias has some toe tappers as well. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, no, yeah, it's, a fun I won't say it's one of my, it's not one, it's not my all time favorite theme song, but the beginning of it as far as the surprise pop goes. That, I mean, it would have been tight. So I'm listen. I, maybe it benefits them more to promote that HBK is coming on. But when he's coming on to just cut a promo to put over Triple H and Undertaker, which is presumably all he's going to do next week. I don't know. I think that would have been fun as a surprise. Triple H starts the show or something, goes out to cut a promo, gets interrupted. But at the same time, you have to be mindful. It must be really interesting for the WWE right now, trying to promote the Super Showdown October 6th in Melbourne. But at the same time, Hell in a Cell is two weeks away. Yeah, it's, they got a real tight window between all of these, all these shows, especially considering, um, supposedly there's a, they're gearing up for another show in Saudi Arabia after, um, the Evolution pay per view. So it's just like. Oh wait, they think there's going to be a Saudi show 
between Evolution and Survivor Not Series? Be- yes, that's the rumor. That is the wow. rumor. By the way, and another we'll rumor see. out there is... We'll see, but... Yeah, we'll see. That would be very interesting. Another rumor out there, by the way, is that me and Ted, a.k.a. Wrestling for Sale, might be putting together an event for Los Angeles Survivor Series weekend. It's, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. I'm sure we're going to get updates on that in the coming weeks as well. I mean, this is people are waiting with bated breath. It's a happening anytime the Mage One and Wrestling for Sale get together. Um, did you see the Bret Hart shirt that he posted this week, Greg? Yeah, I think he said it was gone too by the time I saw it. So you already know, like, I've never seen that in my Damn. life. Damn, it makes you think. It makes you think who could have been the one to get their hands on that. <laughs> Yo, you never know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see it pop up in uh, in the Podfather's collection. You never know. Mage. You never you know. know. It's unbelievable. For people who don't know, it, it's it's basically the setup of the full Bret Hart print white and pink shirt that's a little more common, but it's blue. And it's so dope because, Greg, it was so random when Bret would break out the blue. It wasn't common. No. The heart, what, was like, there a method? Like, uh, the Heart Foundation blue. I mean, they had it in the early days. Did Brett ever rock its singles? Never. Oh, that is classic. I don't know where that came from. Never. I don't, I do not know where Ted got that from. Um, also want to give a shout out, you know, wrestling for sale, of course, is, that's my guy. That's number one. He's part of the Cheap Heat family now. But also want to give a shout out to, uh, WWF plug who uh, puts up some dope stuff as well, if you're not um, following him. My boy Thrift Store Jobber, also on Instagram, puts up some nice stuff. Shout out to him. So for everyone who's getting into the vintage t-shirt game, which is at this point at a fevered pitch, big week here, Greg, because I I managed to barely but somehow fit into my Killer B shirt for the first time and my British Bulldog shirt for the first time. Now, Alexa might argue that I didn't actually fit into the shirt, <laughs> but I did get them on my body. Then, then it counts. Then um, it counts. What else? Uh, in this abbreviated cheap heat, um, what else was your favorite stuff um, from Raw and SmackDown? Definitely the Rollins KO. Um, that match... And then KO. A lot of chatter about that match. I don't know what that's going to mean. Yeah, well, well, that was weird. But him quitting, I'm very curious to see where they go with that. Um, Because it was weird, and it did feel like it came out of nowhere. And I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't know if we'll see him pop up on a different brand or... Um, if he's going to make a run on the indies or if it's going to be like a CM Punk type of deal where he's back in two weeks and it's just like whatever. But I'm very intrigued by that development and um, and definitely the Braun Strowman. I don't even know if it's fair to call it a heel turn because him and Roman, their interactions seem to be free of like heel face dynamics. They just they go at each other they hate each other but that to see Braun link up with uh, Dolphin Drew was very interesting to me and then you know over on the Smackdown side same thing you got uh, a great match between 
Daniel Bryan and Andrade Almas, and then, you know, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, where I feel like people are trying to overanalyze the heel face dynamics and just that's sort of getting in the way of, uh, of the storytelling. Well, it seems like people really don't want to let Becky be a heel. Um, right. And that, I, I wish they would, you know, because I, I, no one wants to let her do it. I thought her promo last week was better than it got credit for. Same. And she, she did the, she did the traditional heel move of over the last couple of months. And, you know, it's interesting. I saw her earlier on the night of SummerSlam, right? Um, in catering. And Becky and I are not tight, but we always, we gener- we see each other, we chat, we have like catch-ups. Um, we are, de- we're, but I definitely don't know a lot about what's going on with her ever. And I was like, hey, you look great. What have you been doing? And we talked a little bit about what's been going on in her life and her regiment and things of that nature. And then when the, when Sunday night happened, when I saw her again, I was like, oh, so that's why you look so different. <laughs> Cause she is different. Yep. She changed. And I love that. That's classic stuff. I'm not saying that's the reason she got in even better shape. I mean, it's not like Becky needed to get in much better shape to start out with, but she did. She like cut any extra weight that she had. She looks just ripped. And, and I'll say this too, um, about people not wanting to be Becky to be a heel. I feel like that's causing them to mischaracterize her and just like miss the work that she is doing. Um, cause I've seen a lot of people say, you know, Becky is, is the next, like not the next, but like the female Steve Austin. And I know they mean that as a compliment, but I don't think that that's what she's trying to do. And I don't think that's what, uh, the direction that they're trying to go in. And, um, I've even seen people say, you know, she's like an anti-hero as the justification for making her the female Steve Austin. And I think that's just, that's so wrong. It's ridiculous. Like, um, an anti-hero is a hero with villainous qualities. So like at their core, they still have to be good. Becky is straight up villain. Even if she's a villain that you cheer for, that's fine, but that doesn't make her an anti-hero so it's like you're pushing the narrative in the wrong direction and you're discrediting what she's actually doing um as a bad guy which wrestling needs and it's like again you don't need to change what she's doing or mischaracterize it to cheer for her cheer for her if you want but like recognize the work and actually cheer for her what she is and what she's doing don't cheer for what you want her to be couldn't agree with you more. I really wish people didn't do that. Um, um, they always seem to want to force it to be their story. And I just give it a little bit of chance because I think Becky has a ton of potential. All right, SGG, I'm being told, I'm being told that we have to go to dinner. Everyone appears to be ready. Um, we may add a little bit to this podcast later, but if we don't, can you hit us with the black power ranking? Uh, black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black, yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. Oh, yes, but of course, um, in at number three, I'm going to go with, uh, Sasha Banks. She had a nice competitive match against, um, against Dana Brooke. And I gotta say, this might be 
the match of Dana Brooks that I enjoy the most. I don't want to go so far as to say that Sasha Banks carried her, but I definitely saw a lot of improvement. And for being victorious in that match, I'm going to have to give the nod to Sasha Banks. Um, and in the number two, I'm going to go with uh, Sir Kofi the Brave, Lord, <laughs> Lord Xavier the Wise, and Big E, uh, the New Day. Uh, it wasn't enough that they be- joined the Five Timers Club and got welcomed in by King Booker, but they also got knighted as well, and now they are wrestling royalty, and that must be recognized. So they're coming in at number two. And in at number one, who else but King Booker? Uh, like I said, if I'm going to be recognized in wrestling royalty, I got to go right to the top and give the king the number one spot that he deserves all hail well done well done all hail king um i really really enjoyed that sug i'm gonna wrap us up here if we do more we do more if not i'm gonna try to come back on at least myself and hit some of these emails because we have some mailbag but i may do that later so sug we'll back at it next week with a full edition of cheap heat we'll look forward to it oh yeah oh stay mage by the way all right so that'll do it for sug and I am back now. It is Friday morning. I'm going to put a bow on this uh, episode of Cheap Heat. A couple of messages from the old mailbag. We call it mail. All right. All right. All right. We start out with hmm, a lot of emails this week. A lot of emails this week. A bunch of people asking for double XL shirts. I don't know if it's enough. That's four people. There's a 3X, there's a 5, there's a second double X, six double X, a second 3X, a third 3X, a 4X. <laughs> Tony writes, call the doctor, LOL. What up, Rosenberg? My name is Tony. I've been a fan for a long time. I'm sure you can search my email address in your email and see that, and see that, LOL. But come on, man, if Big Pun wanted a shirt, I'm willing to send you a blank T in my size if need be. I currently live in Tampa, Florida. I run into a lot of wrestlers out here, current and retired, from Batista to Big E to Kofi Kingston to Sheamus multiple times. All great guys. By the way, you probably know that, but I would still love to rep your tees. Tony Tone. Tony Tone. I worry about you in this 4X, man. I don't know if I'm able to get a 4X down. I want to. I just don't know if it's possible. Um... Coach Payne writes me and says, cheap heat shirt would order a 3X. I'm still rocking baggy shorts and big shirts. I'm stuck in the 90s. Oh, let's see. Andrew writes me and says, SGG, Dip, and Linder during your vacation. Mail. Why do you have to host 52 weeks a year? Schedules are so crazy. I'm sure pumping out one a week is a challenge, let alone finding the time to record an evergreen episode. You deserve time off to enjoy yourself and spend time with the lovely Alexa Dad. The Cheap Heat universe isn't so small that the pod can't survive one week with a guest host situation. Greg can't hold it down with Zach Linder and Dip. I'm sure with a strong show outline, they would pump out a great show. Plus, if their response is okay, you don't have to record from Paris with Alexa. Enjoy yourself, Andrew. Not a bad idea, Andrew. <clears throat> Honestly, the hardest part for that would just be coordinating how to record. Which, while it's not that complicated, requires a couple of steps that have not yet been set up to take. Um, but I should take those. You know, at the very least get Dip a basic recorder so he can come on 
um, or Ange Gold or, or Linder give them, you know, a situation that they're able to do. It's not a bad idea, though. Greg Coleman writes us. Male. Becky is not a heel. Becky's not a heel. Any rational person can understand and relate to her emotion and motivation. Let's examine this. Becky Lynch wins the SmackDown Women's title and is the first champion ever. Charlotte comes to SmackDown. And how many title matches has she gotten in one-on-one fashion as opposed to Becky? Becky finally climbs her way back to the top after beating Carmella. Ellsworth is gone, so there's nothing stopping her from regaining her title. And what happens? Charlotte shows back up and wants to be inserted into the title picture. In the triple threat match, Becky has Carmella ready to tap to win the title and get a signature win when from the blind side. Charlotte hits natural selection and steals her shine again. I say all this to say I'm even more of a Becky Lynch fan and she better win the title at Evolution. Enjoy yourself, Greg. Now that's a good argument for her not being a heel because the character is clearly heel. Um, but it's a good point. Listen, sometimes heels motivations are right. We've talked about that. We just talked about uh, Macho Man's motivation with Hulk Hogan and how Hogan really wasn't to be trusted. Adnan writes us. Oh, a lot of people weighing in on this. Male. Hey, sweet Pete. Regarding Becky and Charlotte, it's quite clear to me Becky is the face and Charlotte is the heel. Becky, for the last two months, beat pretty much every other woman on the roster one-on-one, including Charlotte, the SmackDown before Money in the Bank. She then beat Carmella in an untitled match to earn a one-on-one uh, against Charlotte's, uh, against Carmella at SummerSlam. Charlotte, on the other hand, lost via a cash-in to Money Mella, and then lost her rematch clean at Backlash. She then disappears for six weeks, and just because she comes in and saves Becky, she's awarded an opportunity to face Carmella in a non-title match. Which she wins, and then at SummerSlam, whilst Becky has the disarmor locked on Carmella, slap bang in the middle of the ring, Charlotte has the audacity to hit her natural selection from behind. She didn't break the submission up from the front and then try to beat Becky. She took her out from the back. Some friend that is. Becky's the face. Charlotte gets handed opportunity after opportunity because of her last name. Since losing the title in December of 2016, Lynch Lynch has had three title matches. A one-on-one cage match in January, a six-way at WrestleMania 33, and the triple threat at SummerSlam, a full year and a half after her last opportunity at the title. Who's the heel and who's the face? Rosenberg, the facts are staring you right in the face. P.S. Love the podcast, Ebro in the morning and open late. Keep up the good work, Adnan, UK. Thank you, Adnan. I really appreciate that. And open late with Amber Rose is up right now, and it's Mage. Uh, love that episode. Looks beautiful. You get a quick Dipperstein cameo in the new episode of Open Late. Very quick. If you see it, email me, rosenbrookbeats at gmail.com, and tell me where you saw him. Wow. More arguments. A lot of A lot of people feel strongly about this. Peachmaster writes us. Male. Hey, mister, enjoy yourself. And mister, you played yourself. That's not a nice name for Greg. I've been with you since the days of the almighty maker of shoes. And just before that repug stat man showed up, just wanted to say that the day shoemaker left. Well, let's just say I lost my smile. I somehow, for some reason, regained that smile in this week's episode when you told Statman he was playing himself, thinking he could fit into a large. 
I laughed out loud as I was driving to a repug Kansas City Royals game. <laughs> In all seriousness, I love you guys and the new, new era. Thanks for allowing me to enjoy myself weekly and enjoy yourself. Well, Peach Master, I appreciate that. And Greg is psychotic for thinking he could fit into a large Enjoy Yourself shirt. But you are psychotic for going to a Kansas City Royals game. They are two games better, I believe, than the Baltimore Orioles for the worst team in all of baseball. That is repugnant. Absolutely repugnant. A few more messages about sizes for shirts. Tom writes us. Mail. Hey, guys. I'm all in on the Team Miz versus Team Brian Survivor Series match you mentioned last week as a means to stretch the rivalry to mania. However, rather than loaded teams you outlined, they can use the foundation of Miz and Brian's feud as a means to build the teams. In other words, Miz leads a team of wrestlers who are true WWE born and bred products versus Brian's team of former bingo hall indie darlings a.k.a. Team Foo Foo Shmashma, and they can even be called the Matt Riddlers. <laughs> Playing on my tweet about Matt Riddle a couple weeks ago. <laughs> All to decide what path is best. I'll let you decide the best five on five, but may I suggest forgetting the rosters and picking anyone from SmackDown, Raw, or NXT for either team for one night only. Thanks for including me in the mail and enjoy yourself, Tom. Tom, that's a really cool idea. I mean, think about that. Then you could put Daniel Bryan with, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Eric Young, uh, AJ, if you were so inclined. Ricochet. A lot of fun to be had there if you were to do it that way. Um, That's not a bad idea. Chris writes us. Mail. And guess what it's about? Becky. Hey, Pete. Just now listening to the latest GP, and you seem to think it was an obvious heel turn for Becky at SummerSlam. You also admitted that you might need to go back and catch up on how the story was going into the match. Short version, the primary storyline going into the match was how the babyface Becky finally earned a one-on-one match at a major pay-per-view for the title, and her best friend Charlotte just waltzed her way into the match, hence her frustration after the loss, especially since Charlotte cost her the match several times and was also the one to pin her. Sorry this is so long, but I fail to see how this is a heel turn, considering the build-up and the story that was told during the match. I don't think she got the biggest pop of the weekend because it was the Brooklyn SummerSlam crowd, even with Becky shooting down the fans on SmackDown two days later, and which a lot of it was true. I just don't see WWE booking that story, expecting people to hate Becky, especially with Charlotte being an obvious, obviously better heel. Stay mage as always. Enjoy yourself and happy birthday, SGG. Is it Greg history weekend? If so, it would be hard to believe Greg wouldn't have mentioned Greg History Week on the podcast this week, right? He just told me last week that his birthday was coming up, but it's, it's not yet, is it? Oh, man, I'd be a really bad. That would have been a really... Let me go check Greg's Twitter because I'll know if it's Greg, Greg History Week based on his on his Twitter. The, the same. Everyone's kind of making the same point, which is that the story has told us that she is not a heel. Right. The story is telling us 
Becky is the baby face. What I'm saying is that may be true, and that's a cool wrinkle. But the bottom line is the way she's playing it is still the heel. Now, at some point, that may turn, and it'll all make perfect sense when you're like, oh, yeah, Charlotte was the heel all along. But that doesn't change the fact that when she gets up there right now, you should be booing, in my opinion. Um, all right, Greg posted a random thing about twins, a video of twins being crazy in the middle of the night. Um, a post about All In, which you're probably going to be, some of you may be watching today if you're listening to this on Saturday. He retweeted a Q&A with Keith Lee. See. Doesn't look like it's Greg History Week yet, guys. Because there'd be way more posts about Greg History Week. Yeah, I feel comfortable. A lot of back and forth between Greg and Brad Gilmore from Booker's show. Shout out to Brad. Big shout out to Brad. Um, all right, so yeah, we didn't miss Greg History Week. I was concerned about that momentarily. Um, Jacob writes us, male, bruh, KO, that moonsault was insane. Not just that, but the jump up to the top turnbuckle, I was shocked. With all the stack talent on Raw right now, are we overlooking KO? I've never been the biggest KO fan, but damned if I ain't one now. Stay mage, Jacob. Um, that is possible, man. You know, I, this week was another great example. Raw had good stuff this week. I, I pointed out earlier. Love the Trish Elias stuff. Um, the main event was cool. Um, there was good stuff in there. You're able to have a nice uh, little get Sasha a win in a legit match. There's nice stuff there. Um, Natty, I didn't get to mention the nice Natty moment. Um, you know, uh, where she got the pin on Alicia Fox and got to have a moment for her dad. And th- listen, there's room for some stuff there. It's three hours long. But the bottom line is SmackDown every week is just cramming two hours of good show in there. And yeah, I wonder whether, you know, Raw has so much talent, but still three hours isn't enough with the way the show's done. At the same time, you don't want to squeeze KO onto SmackDown because SmackDown's already full. They really don't have more room on SmackDown. Unless there was a, you know, unless they did another draft of some sort or, or shakeup and move people off of SmackDown, there's certainly no room for extra people that aren't getting shine on Raw, unfortunately. Um, Asif writes us. Male. Hey, Peter and SGG, since you're a big fan of Alexa Bliss, just wondering about how you felt she was booked at SummerSlam. At race, WrestleMania, Stephanie McMahon got in way more offense on Ronda, Ronda Rousey than Alexa did at SummerSlam. Do you think this effectively buries Alexa? Stay mage, Asif. I don't remember how much I talked about this last week, but I hated that match. I absolutely didn't understand it. Um, I don't think the crowd fully understood it. Uh, I think it was a disservice to Ronda. I think it was a disservice to Alexa. Alexa Bliss has beaten everybody there is to beat, basically, right? She's beaten Charlotte. 
She's beaten Becky. She's beaten Sasha. You name it. Uh, she's beaten Naya. She's found a way to beat everybody. She couldn't score one offensive move on Ronda Rousey. And that's a great point by the email there, um, by Asif. You think about Stephanie McMahon. Yes, yeah, Stephanie did get in plenty. Now, granted, it was a different kind of match, but still, Stephanie McMahon was able to hurt Ronda Rousey. Alexa Bliss, one of the most decorated champions, I mean, in a long time. At this point, we would all assume Alexa Bliss, at this very moment, is a future Hall of Famer. The kind of role she started to have over her first few years. She couldn't score anything. It'll be really interesting to see what they do at Hell in a Cell. Because she has, it's, why would she not be able to score anything? Not a punch? Nothing hurts her? Rhonda's bionic woman? I just don't think that does, I don't think that wins Rhonda any favor with the audience. Because in my opinion, we love Rhonda, but you want her to be fallible. You don't want her to be some perfect fighter that, that just makes, especially against Alexa, who guess what people love. So no, I was not. That was that was probably my least favorite match on the card. Um, I didn't I didn't quite get it. All right, last one. Mike writes us. Mail had beef with Stat Guy over my number three podcast rating a couple months ago. Since then, Cheap Heat has stepped up and regained that number one spot. Saw this fantasy booking on Twitter. Wanted to get your take. Number one, SummerSlam. Miz beats Brian. Done. Number two. Brian leaves WWE at the contract expiration, keeping him off TV to make it look real, damn it. Let him take some indie bookings. Number three, Miz wins Universal Championship. Number four, Royal Rumble spot 30. Yes, yes, yes. Brian wins the Rumble, goes into WrestleMania. Sounds like a fairy tale moment to me. Didn't we talk about this already? No disrespect, Mike. I think we kind of hit this basically. Um, I love that idea. We also did the version that people were saying about Miz leaving to go take indie bookings. More realistic, though, Brian does it. And that would be so cool. And there's still time to do it because you don't need him to come back till January. Problem is, Daniel Bryan's the – him and AJ are the two top baby faces on SmackDown. And now with Bree back, I just don't know that they would let him go away. But I think that would be super fun if he left just for December and January. He could stay through Survivor Series. Maybe he loses a Survivor Series match, gets frustrated, loses his smile, so to speak, leaves, takes the indie bookings, shows up number 30 at the Rumble. It would be fire. All right, guys. I'm going to enjoy the last day of my vacation. Going home, going to the U.S. Open on Sunday night. Then we're back at it. Regular life begins. Lots of cheap heat. Lots of wrestling nerdery. A couple weeks away from Hell in a Cell. I want all of you to do me a favor. Keep the emails coming. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Check out, if you're going to be in Chicago, make sure you go check out our guy, Conrad Starcast. He's got a lot of great events going down, so check that out. Enjoy All In if you're doing that. And uh, most importantly, stay mage and enjoy yourself.